it says, oh, by the way, if you haven't heard, I have a Facebook group for coaches, blah, blah, blah. Here's the link, you know, .coachingjungle.com. So they're feeding each other. The group's growing the email list. The email list is helping to grow the group. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Campfire Capitalism. I'm your host, Desmond Dixon, and today we are joined by a special guest, Mr. Mark Wahini. Uh, he's a lifelong entrepreneur. He helps coaches get more clients without paid advertising. He achieves this with his coaching programs, his podcast, Natural Born Coaches, his Facebook group, The Coaching Jungle, and his exclusive print newsletter, Secret Coach Club. He's been a speaker at events like Social Media Marketing World, frequently made media appearances and contributes for entrepreneur.com. You can learn more about Mark at naturalborncoaches.com. Boom. Mark, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Desmond. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, sell, our audience loves sales. And so I'm just curious, like, what, talk to us a little bit about like your philosophy around like getting customers without paid advertisement. Because I know that um, you know a lot of people in my circle, you you know, it's a, it's a debate, right? Some people use paid ads, some people don't. So I'm pretty curious to hear about your philosophy around like acquiring customers. Sure. Um, well, I'll start by saying I love the title of your show um, because capitalism can be a dirty word sometimes in 2023. And I'm a proud capitalist. You can see I got behind me a big thing of uh, Benjamin's there, a poster of money. So um, yeah, kudos for the title of your show. But uh, it's um, not to knock paid ads. Obviously, paid ads can work. Uh, a lot of the coaches coming to me um, either aren't in a position to get into paid ads or they just don't want to get into that. And um, what I do is I help them get those clients organically, you know, um, without relying on uh, Facebook ads or anything like that. Or sometimes they do a hybrid. But uh, that's why I always stress is uh, you don't have to start with paid ads because when I started my coaching business, I didn't do paid ads and I got it rolling there just by doing certain things. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about the recipe because I also built my business off the back of organic and I believe in like attraction marketing a lot in terms of um, putting out viable content and then yeah. and, and being having the activity part is key. Like you still have to talk to people. So like if, if someone's just like starting out and transitioning from, let's say, uh, you know, the corporate world and, and, and jumping into entrepreneurship, like what would you tell that person? Yeah. So um, my background's in real estate. I spent about a decade throughout my 20s in real estate. And to get that business built, I had to do a lot of cold calls, you know, like every day I was prospecting, calling expired listings for sale by owners, all that. When I started coaching in 2014, I said, I don't want to do all this cold outreach and stuff. Um, you know, you probably get a bunch of DMs and cold DMs in your social media inboxes and emails. And, you know, some people like it for me. I said, no, I'd rather put my effort into um, my message, getting it in front of the right people. And then those people reaching out to me. So it's a much warmer or uh, lead that way. So my, my uh, strategy in a nutshell, I'm really big on the three pillars, I call it. So instead of trying to do or be in 150 places, because you know, you can be anywhere, there's so many things to do. Um, I like focusing on three big ways to get your message in front of those people. And uh, for example, my business, you know, my three pillars, and they could be different for you, Desmond, or different for other people, or maybe they
they like one or two of them, they mix uh, something else in. My big three pillars are podcasting. So that's on both sides of the mic. My podcast, uh, Natural Born Coaches, but then going out on shows like this. Uh, the other one's community building. So I have a Facebook group, uh, The Coaching Jungle. There's 24,000 coaches in there. So it's a good sized group. And then um, email marketing. I'm really big on daily emails. So podcasting, community building, and email marketing. If I'm focusing on those three things, I know I'm in good shape. Man, that's deep. I love it. I I, I heard the you know focusing on one channel, but you're you're essentially saying like, um, and focus on three things to get your message across your customers. I think podcasting or long form content is one of the most underutilized organic tools mm. because you can distribute on multiple platforms. You can repurpose that content. You can leverage other people's audiences by, you know, obviously becoming a guest, bringing guests onto your show. Um, I think it's very util underutilized and most people who start a podcast don't stick with it. So I guess if someone's listening yeah. here, if you do decide to start a podcast, just be consistent and just commit to it for the long run. And you will see returns. Like I feel like my podcast has generated over a hundred thousand dollars for my yeah. for me, right? And I don't have like a crazy big audience, but podcasting is is really dope. So talk to us a little bit about your podcast and like a little bit about your your, your strategy there. Like how did you like how like how was the beginning of like ramping it up? And then what are some lessons you learned during podcasting? Uh, so my show launched uh, November of 2014. So it's been over eight years now. We're at 803 episodes next week. So um, it was a daily show for the first year, which is why the numbers are so high. Now it's a weekly show. Not that I recommend starting with a daily show, by the way. That was a little crazy. <laughs> I'm very happy with the weekly format with it. Uh, so I love podcasting because uh, we're talking about organic. It's free. I mean, it takes some work. Obviously, it's fun. I, you can attest to that, uh, Desmond, because you wouldn't have done so many of them if you didn't find it fun. And it's a great way to meet amazing people. So a lot of my guests, um, I would consider friends. Um, they've become some have become clients, joint venture partners. Uh, just, you know, meeting incredible people that way. Uh, but I think there's two sides of the equation. A lot of people think, oh, I'll start a podcast and that's it. Um, I think the other very important thing is getting out on other shows like I'm doing here today, because then you're, um, I was going to say you're exposing yourself to a bunch of people, but that, that sounds bad. You're not literally exposing yourself, uh, but you're getting in front of people who may not have known who you were, right? And uh, that's a great way to do it. So I would recommend doing both, doing your own show and getting out on shows and, and combining both those efforts. Man, I love it. I love it. So I, I'm just I'm just wondering, I think this is important, important drop before we like head into more, I guess, the Facebook group strategy and then, uh, you know, your third topic. I just need to I need to like unpack this a little bit. So the, the common thing I once again, I see is people who like don't stick it through. Mm. So like what would be your advice for the person that's like four episodes in and like wants to quit? Like what would be your message to that person? Yeah, there's a, a term called pod gutory or pod fading, you know, where a show's it's not quite dead, but it's not really alive. You start to notice that the frequency of episode releases increases and it's it's you're not sure if it has a heartbeat or not. Um, I would recommend a couple things. Uh, I'm an optimist, but I'm also a realist. So I'm a realist, realistic optimist. <laughs> so when I started my show, I said, hey, I want, I'm going to put out the best possible show that I can. I, but I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself. I'm going to make a million bucks from my podcast in 30 days. 
And that way I didn't get important, uh, did, sorry, d didn't get frustrated when I didn't get those results uh, from the show. You know, it'd be nice to make a million bucks in a month, but it's probably not going to happen unless you're Joe Rogan or something. Uh, so I went in um, just saying, I'm going to have fun with it. And I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. And then results started to come in eventually, you know, with it. And I wouldn't be doing it uh, so many episodes later if, if it wasn't an important part of my business. So I wouldn't overthink it as well. I know some podcast hosts re-listen to their episodes like four or five times. And then they're, I have a twin brother. He edits podcasts. That's his business. He's been handling my show for years, his team. People will ask him like, hey, I noticed at the 18 minute and 22 second mark that I uh, said, um, or I repeated a, repeated a word. Can you go in there and you know get rid of that? And and they have a bunch of these like little things at different markers, and that's putting a lot of pressure on yourself. So don't do that. You want to again, you want people to understand what you're saying and not have too many filler words, but keep it conversational. I say um, I say you know stuff like that. Everyone has filler words, so don't put too much pressure on yourself when you're doing them. Amazing. So let's get back to the cash machine. So I, I love doing these podcasts interviews because yes it's about you know vibing with someone but you also get to learn from someone right mm. and um i haven't really went all in on email marketing yet like my newsletter is on linkedin's algorithm okay. but i know that i should own my own list so um you mentioned that email marketing is key for you so daily email so like just talk to us about like why you chose that strategy and like how could someone start building a list to start, I mean, you know, you don't have to give us like super details, but like how could someone get started in doing email marketing? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people will say, well, email's dead and stuff like that, which it's not. I mean, there's certain ways you could do it to get better results, but email marketing is definitely not dead. I'm a really big fan of it because you own that email list. So with social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, uh, any of these, uh, TikTok, that account could go like that, you know, it could be banned, it could be killed, you could be blacklisted, whatever. And then you lose everything that you built there, your email list you have, it's a very solid foundation. So that's one thing I think is really important. Um, with me, I almost gave up on email because from 2014 to April of 2016, I got very little results from email because I was doing it the way like everyone else. I would email uh, once a week, maybe once every two weeks or twice a week, but it wasn't consistent. And they were boring as hell. Like they were not fun emails. So if you ever had insomnia, you could read the emails and they would help you get to sleep. Uh, so I was ready to give, give up on email marketing. And I had a guest on my podcast who was a big fan of daily emails. And we were chatting after the recording and I was complaining to him about email marketing. And he basically challenged me. He said, hey, why don't you give it a try? You know, try daily emails. What do you have to lose? And I'm like, yeah, you know, he makes a good point. So I gave myself 30 days. I said, I'm going to email every day. This was April of 2016. And I haven't missed a day since. Here we are in 2023. Knock on wood uh, with it. So it's just like brushing your teeth or any habit. It just, you get into that groove and now I wouldn't miss a day and I'm scheduled usually ahead of time. But besides the frequency of daily emails, the other thing I did, which really worked is I took the filter off. Uh, so I stopped with the boring emails. I just said what I actually thought, didn't worry about unsubscribes or anything like that. Uh, today's email is a good example of that. And it ties into the title of your podcast. I sent an email out about uh, the movie, The Founder with Michael Keaton about Ray Kroc from McDonald's. Have you seen that one? Great movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, he nailed the role. Um, and it was talking about the virtues of capitalism and, you know, different things about Ray Kroc and stuff. And it's going to get some unsubscribes from people who hate capitalism and don't don't like that. But uh, that's fine. You know, it's what I actually believe. I love the movie. I think it's a, it's a great story. So uh, that's the other thing. Take the filter off and don't worry about unsubscribes. Just put your message out there unapologetically and unfiltered. Got it. If they're on your email list, I'll be surprised if they're not capitalists. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be surprised. I have, I have some socialists and communists even on there. Uh, so not, not a oh. lot. I tend to chase them away. But <laughs> I want to make more money, but not in a capitalistic way, right? It's so funny. Well, co coaches are messed up with their money thinking because there are a lot of um, Bernie Sanders and AOC type fans that are in the coaching world and, and they um, crap on successful people and wealth all the time, but then and they wonder why they're struggling, you know, and there's a definitely yeah. a disconnect there. So I'm not saying that you want to be evil like Mr. Burns or Gordon Gecko from Wall Street necessarily <laughs> uh, with it, you know, uh, but if you're bashing capitalism all day and you're trying to operate in the capitalist arena, don't be surprised if you're having trouble getting results because it's not a good match. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the irony and it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, so I got to ask you this. Right, let's go a little deeper because I find this freaking fascinating. An email a day, like, holy smokes. I almost wish that this is just like us having a fun conversation here, but I kind of wish that I could have a, a software that just repurposes my social media content into an email to email, my, like to consolidate, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So I'm wondering, like, what tools do you use? Like, do you have a team? Is it just you? Like, how do you like help? What, what do you use to leverage to help you stay consistent email marketing? Um, I always joke. I said I had a team of uh, monkeys chained to typewriters. I think that was a Simpsons episode <laughs> where they're, you know, like forcing the monkeys to write novels and stuff. Um, no, I mean, it gets easier. Uh, when I first started writing daily emails, it probably took me an hour to write an email, you know, and now it's, 10 minutes, I can crank one out really quick because it's just a habit. Um, I should mention that, and this could help motivate people to write emails, you can repackage your emails to social media, which I do every day. You know, each of those emails uh, becomes a blog post. It goes into three different places on Facebook, my Facebook group, my fan page, my personal. Uh, it goes to my LinkedIn and it goes to Twitter and it goes all over the place. Uh, so I'm actually getting a lot of, uh, squeezing a lot of juice out of that orange. Uh, with it. And that's very motivating. Uh, the other thing that I'm able to do now where I've been writing them for so many years, I can repackage old ones. Uh, so for example, Facebook, um, uh, if you go to Facebook memories, it's like facebook.com slash on this day, it'll show you what you posted on this day, one year ago, this day, two years ago, three years ago, and so on. So sometimes I'll go back, I'll see what I posted on social media, that could become an email. Or I'll see what I emailed back in 2014, 2015, I might have to tweak a little bit, but that could become an email in 2023. So the efforts that you make now writing emails in 2023, your future self in 2025, 2026 will be thanking you for the efforts that you make now. Yeah, that's fire. Um, that's really good. Repurposing. So use your email as the core uh, uh, thing and then just... Mm repurpose it everywhere else right that's yeah so good. yeah it's yeah. a foundation it's that first thing that i have uh in there every day and don't be afraid to email people uh, a lot of um coaches entrepreneurs are afraid to get into the habit because they think that subscribers will send them death threats and throw rocks through the windows and stuff like that you know i get very little blowback considering i've sent so many emails 
Uh, some days I'm sending multiple emails. I've sent as many as eight a day at the final day of a promotion. That's not a normal thing, but it's not uncommon to send two or three a day. What's happening is uh, my list is really, I, I say it's a um, self-cleaning list uh, because people who just aren't resonating with it probably would never buy from me or hire me anyways. They're leaving, but the people who are staying on, are, uh, there's a really good relationship. Uh, so for example, one day my email platform, I use a Weber. That's nice, simple, and easy. Uh, they had a delay. There was a tech issue where it was a couple hours from when my email normally goes out. The whole system was down. It happens very rarely. And uh, I got emails from some people saying, hey, Mark, did you like unsubscribe me? I didn't get your email uh, this morning <laughs> at 7 o'clock. Because it goes out religiously at the same time every morning. And that shows that people are reading the emails. Even if you don't always hear from them, they're not getting reply, but they are reading them. So yeah, definitely uh, email's the best way. You're in their inbox. It's not the busy news feed on Facebook or one of the other social media platforms. You can command their attention much better. Man, you are ins inspiring me right now. Like, oh, good. Uh, Do it. this is sick. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's pivot here to your third pillar. I know it's your middle pillar, which is the Facebook group. So I'm, 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 I'm pretty hip to, to this. So, um, I'm guessing like, so just, I guess like walk me through like when you started that. Like, obviously the, it sounds like the podcast was like the first thing that really like took off in a way and then email marketing. So was, where did Facebook groups involved into this? Like, did you pick this at the same time and just commit to this for the last? eight or nine years, like, how did you get started? Yeah, so the Facebook group, uh, what happened? I launched a podcast in November 2014. I originally had a Facebook group only for guests of my podcast. So I had a really interesting, unique name. It was Natural Born Coaches Past Guests. <laughs> I didn't put a lot of effort into the title. Uh, so <laughs> what was, I had a few hundred people in there, like past guests of my show, but what was happening every single day, I was getting requests from coaches to join because they just didn't clue in that it was only for past guests. So they just probably saw coaches in the title and they request to join. So I would have to send a, a response to those people like, hey, thanks for requesting to join my group. However, it's only for people who've been on my podcast. You know, basically, good luck. Have a nice life. Uh, after enough of that, probably a year or almost a year, I thought, geez, I should have a group for all coaches or aspiring coaches because only so many people are going to be on my podcast. And I'm really leaving a lot of people out. So I ended up shutting down the Facebook group for the past guests and uh, invited them into a new group, which was the Coaching Jungle. And this was September of 2015. And it was for obviously all coaches or people interested in coaching or so on. And uh, we started with 500 to 1,000 fairly quickly just because of the previous group and the podcast and stuff. But yeah, now it's up over 24,000. So it's grown really well. That's amazing. And I'm guessing the Facebook group ties into the email marketing because they probably have to submit their email to yeah. get into the group. You, you nailed it. So the Facebook yeah. group helped grows the e grow the email list. The email list helps grow the Facebook group. So when someone requests to join the coaching jungle, there's two questions. One's for a, a joint venture partner of mine. Uh, but one of them is uh, something like, would you like to receive free daily advice by email from Mark Mooney? If so, give your you know email address. So I get a lot of emails on my list that way. Uh, but people who get onto my email list uh, another way, the very first email they receive from me in the PS underneath, it says, oh, by the way, if you haven't heard, I have a Facebook group for coaches, blah, blah, blah. Here's the link, you know, .coachingjungle.com. So they're feeding each other. The group's growing the email list. The email list is helping to grow the group. 
Okay. All right. So we got to go deeper in this because I'm, I'm fascinated by your, your, your setup here. Being a sales guy, bro. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, um, is your group, is it self generating content? Like, is it the group generating its con, like everyone in the group's generating the content in the group? Or are you, you know, are you the one generating the content? So I'm just wondering, like, like how's the her group set up? So is everyone yeah. posting? Yeah. So, um, both to answer your question, I'm active in there. I'm posting a few times a day. However, people in the group are encouraged to post as long as they follow the rules. Um, we're a little bit of a dictatorship when it comes to rule enforcement because you have to be at 24,000 people or it'd be the Wild West. So we want good content on the wall. There's some amazing people in there, experts in all sorts of things, you know, some great people. And the rules are very clear. It's nothing crazy. You know, it's mostly around promotional stuff to keep them in the theme day threads. We have a promotion Friday thread, not on the main wall. Uh, keep links off the main wall because I've been in groups before where it's just people vomiting links and stuff. It looks like the home shopping network on the wall. Uh, and so a few other rules, nothing crazy, but we do enforce them. Usually what we do when someone breaks a rule the first time, you know, when you delete a post, you can check off which rule it violated and lets them know because people make honest mistakes. Uh, but if, it, if, if uh, they do it again, that puts them on post approval for 30 days. And then if they still submit posts or breaking the rules, we'll usually boot them out because they're not getting the hint. They already had a chance uh, with it. Yeah. So you, um, one thing I will stress with Facebook groups and same thing goes with email lists. Don't be afraid to sell to your group. A lot of people think, oh, well, I have to nurture. I don't want to be too salesy. So my email list, there's a call to action every single day. You know, I like to think I'm still nurturing that list, but there is an invitation to take a next step with me. Uh, same goes with the Facebook group. You know, I sell in there every day uh, with it. And I think that's where a lot of people are messing up is they're being too timid. And uh, who was it? Zig Ziglar said that uh, timid salesmen have skinny kids. Same thing. With timid, <laughs> timid saleswomen as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. This is, this is fire, man. This is a ton of value. Um, so let's, let's wrap up around here. This in this particular topic. And it's about, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in like, what are your thoughts on like offers, right? So like, are you doing group coaching? Are you doing one-on-one? Do you have courses, right? Like what's your, I guess, like, how do you have your offer structure set up? Yeah. I mean, I have, um, everywhere from the bottom uh, level, my secret coach club, hard copy newsletter is 97 bucks a month or 997 years. So it's 97 a month. I've got uh, online programs, digital do it yourselves. They're usually around 500. I have a group coaching program. Um, I do laser coaching too, which is a form of one-on-one all the way right up to one-on-ones, 10,000 uh, for that. So there's different price points that people can get support from me ranging from more hands-off for the lower price ones to very hands-on and a ton of support with the one-on-one uh, by this $10,000. So yeah, I like having different levels there. It's like a bit of a menu uh, for yeah. it. I don't like playing in the sandbox. So of like you see people doing uh, $7 offers or a, a good example. I had a, a 
not a past client though. If I'd consider a friend uh, reached out to me a few years back and he had a musical background and he wanted to start a Patreon for his coaching business. And he had a podcast and he wanted to have a bunch of little like $1, $2 things like, Hey, for $2, I'll give you a shout on the podcast. You know, for $5, I'll send you a pen with our logo on it or whatever. All this like little merch. I said, Oh man, I said, that's going to be a pain in the butt to try to cobble together enough of these $2, $10 things or whatever. I prefer the, I think it was Al Capone uh, said it's better to have four quarters than a hundred pennies. That's my preferable way is four quarters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm like, wow, $2, bro. That's a lot of, or $5, a lot of pens, bro. Yeah. Can can you you imagine trying to track that too? Like you'll drive yourself crazy uh, just trying to do it. So I get where he's coming from, from the, uh, where he was in a band before and stuff. I I know Patreon could be good for that, but I don't see that working great as well in the podcasting world or shouldn't say that there's some podcasts like true crime podcasts, hobby ones, things like that. But uh, for coaches and online entrepreneurs, I think there's better ways yeah so okay let's zoom let's zoom in on the subscription model because i think uh when i first started my entrepreneur journey i didn't understand the value of subscriptions until you know you run into cash flow like unpredictability one and then two the value of your business is worth a lot more obviously with with a subscription model so like you mentioned that um, you have a, a pretty much like a hundred dollar newsletter, ninety seven dollar news newsletter. So is that the thing that you do daily, or is that like something special on top of your daily, monthly, like your daily uh, that, uh, email marketing? That that's a monthly. Yeah, I open it up once a month, and it's usually towards the end of the month. Uh, full disclosure, you're actually the first one to hear about it. I'm making some tweaks and changes with that. So I actually have a meeting tonight with someone um, about it because what I'm looking to do with the newsletter is I've been doing it six years as a hard copy newsletter. I'm looking to tweak it so that it's um, it's called Secret Coach Club. So it has more of a club feel. So we have things like maybe it's delivered PDF instantaneously. Uh, there's uh, group calls. There's other things inside that because right now it's a hard copy newsletter little more exclusive and stuff like that, but I want to have a club, more of a membership type feel. Uh, pricing will be, you know, same concept, I guess, you know, it could be a little bit different, but yeah, I mean that I'm a huge fan of subscription stuff. The only thing I would uh, warn people with is your, regardless how good your product is, your subscription, there's going to be churn. So a lot of people get frustrated because people come in and leave a month later, or a couple months later. I don't care who you are. That's going to happen. You know, that doesn't matter to some people are like that. So don't beat yourself up over churn. Yeah. Yeah. The goal is to have more people come in than that leave that month, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're going Go to the, right, the right direction. direction. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So with me, with the changes I'm looking to make, I can uh, do some things with the price point and I can add some extra stuff, which, which gives more bang for the buck as well. So there's a good lesson too, about always evolving because I've been doing my business now for, um, you know, eight and a half years roughly. And then I've been doing that newsletter for six years that way. So you always want to look and say, okay, you know, can I mix it up a little bit, keep it fresh, do things differently and don't be too tied to something. I feel like a lot of people think that once they start something, they have to get, they're married to that idea and they can't change. No, it's your business. You can tweak, you can pivot as much as you want. Exactly. That's good. That's a good, good advice. Um, but man, this was sick. So I, I guess, where do you want people who are listening to the show right now? How can they find you? What's the best way to get some value from Mr. Mark? 
Yeah, well, I mean, you can check out the um, email newsletter. It's daily, as you know. <laughs> uh, that's at naturalborncoaches.com. I have a, a coach's roadmap for success that you get when you opt in. So that's at naturalborncoaches.com. And then the Facebook group is at .coachingjungle.com. And we'd love to have people in there. Boom. So you heard it. Appreciate you coming on the show, Mark. Uh, this was a ton of deep value, man. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Sick. So, guys. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the show. We're super grateful for you gave us your most precious resource on the planet, which is your time. And we will see you at the next campfire. <laughs>